The violence in Israel-Palestine hits home in America. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan and our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Three Palestinian students, friends since they were in elementary school in the occupied West Bank, now attending different U.S. colleges, were catching up during their Thanksgiving break in Burlington, Vermont. As they were walking to dinner at the home of one of their grandmothers, shots rang out. A man left his porch and fired on them, hitting all three. They all survived the shooting, but one of them may never walk again. Hisham Awatani attends Brown University, Kinan Abdelhamid, Haverford College, and Tahseen Ahmed, Trinity College. It isn't clear yet why the shooter, who's in custody, attacked the three. But as Kinen's mother, Tamara Tamimi, said on the PBS NewsHour this week, Two of the three of them were wearing the traditional kufiya. And if he was close enough to be within earshot, they were also speaking a mix of Arabic and English, as they uh, tend to do. Our boys were, you know, don't typically walk around with a kufiya, but right now, in solidarity with what's happening to the Palestinian people, Many Palestinians and other supporters of the Palestinian people are wearing the kafia to to recognize and be in solidarity with those who are suffering in Gaza. The accused shooter, Jason J. Eaton, a 48-year-old white man, has been jailed and charged with three counts of second-degree attempted murder. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has said the FBI is investigating this as a hate crime. This is a hate crime, and we should call it as is. Wafiq Faor, a Palestinian refugee from Lebanon and a member of Vermonters for Justice in Palestine, said on the Democracy Now! NewsHour. The actions of Biden administrations and Secretary of State Blinken and Defense Secretary that supporting Israel unconditionally and talking about the Palestinian victims and questioning the numbers of the Palestinian Health Ministry. This is on the federal loving. And here in Vermont, for the last two years, we have living under siege, too, from attacks from institutions here when we brought resolution to talk about Palestinian rights, human rights, and uh, the protection of the Palestinian people. We found attacks from administrations in UVM, University of Vermont, on Middlebury, and, unfortunately, from many faith-based institutions. And they called us anti-Semitic. And this atmosphere will bring to the American public that if you talk about Palestinian rights, you're going to be called terrorist. If you wear a kofiya like this, you're going to be called terrorist. And this is what brought this crime. The Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, recently released data showing an unprecedented surge in bigotry after receiving 1,283 reports of Islamophobia and anti-Arab racism in the four weeks following Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel. In one heinous incident, six-year-old Palestinian-American Wadia Al-Fayoum was murdered, stabbed 26 times after he and his mother were attacked by their landlord. The 32-year-old mother, 
Hanan Chain, said the landlord yelled, you Muslims must die, as he attacked. News accounts of assaults, from verbal to physical, are coming in daily, as people perceived to be Palestinian, Arab or Muslim are targeted. Anti-Semitic attacks are also multiplying. The three victims in Vermont, Hisham, Kinan and Tahsin, two of whom are U.S. citizens, attended the Ramallah Friends School together before college. Joyce Ajluni is the former director of the Ramallah Friends School and now the general secretary of the American Friends Service Committee. The Palestinian-American leader described the school, speaking on Democracy Now! The Ramallah Friends School um, uh, was established in 1869 by Quaker missionaries. Um, it's a phenomenal place. I'm a graduate of the school myself. Uh, my grandmother, who's a Palestinian Quaker, uh, graduated from there in the 1920s. So this is a, is, is a proud place for, for many of us. And not that it's educationally and academically superior with an IB education, kindergarten through 12th grade, but it's also the Quaker values and the foundations of, of peace and nonviolence and teaching tolerance and, and service and integrity, conflict resolution, you know, emphasizing dialogue and inquiry. Uh, that is what the school is about. Even while suffering a spinal injury from the gunshot wound that landed him in the intensive care unit, Hisham Awatani was able to issue a statement that was shared widely. He wrote, It's important to realize that this is part of the larger story. I am but one casualty in the much wider conflict. Had he been shot in the West Bank, where I grew up, the medical services that saved my life would likely have been withheld by the Israeli army. The soldier who would have shot me would go home and never be convicted. I understand that the pain is so much more real and immediate because many of you know me, but any attack like this is horrific, be it here or in Palestine. This is why, when you send your wishes and light your candles for me today, your mind should not just be focused on me as an individual, but rather as a proud member of a people being oppressed," Hisham said. A Vermont's three-member congressional delegation, Representative Becca Ballant, is the first Jewish Congress member to demand a ceasefire, with Senator Peter Welch joining in that call. Senator Bernie Sanders has put forth a resolution that would condition any aid to Israel on an end to the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza, settler violence in the West Bank, and more. As we write this, a fragile truce has been extended in Gaza by just one day. The U.S. government, as a principal sponsor of Israel's military, has the power to impose a ceasefire, one that's far overdue, as the violence in Israel-Palestine bleeds onto U.S. streets. I'm Amy Goodman, with Dennis Moynihan.